talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to your Wednesday Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com. Doug Landry, some of my hotel in Indianapolis. Might sound a little echoey in here. It's hard to get. I tried to put the blanket on my head the other day. It didn't work. It just sounded muffled. But I'm in a hotel. I'm not using my normal home recording studio. You don't care. It's a good podcast. Listen to this one. Two more highly successful Ohio State coaches in exclusive interviews with Buckeye Talk. First up, Tom Ryan, the wrestling coach at Ohio State, the 2015 national champion. Then Ty Tucker, the men's tennis coach, actually oversees the whole tennis situation at Ohio State. Multiple decade, high level winning tennis program at Ohio State. How do they do it? This will help you as an Ohio State fan. This is one of those things sometimes like, hey, you know, you want to watch a Marvel movie or you want to eat pizza. Nobody has to convince you for that. When we come on here and do football, you're like, hey, I love Ohio State football. That's why I even bother with these yahoos. Not the football people, us as podcast hosts. You put up with us because you love Ohio State football. This is one of those where I'm recommending a movie, I'm recommending a a meal that you might not instinctively want, but I'm telling you, you're going to like it. Listen to these guys. It's about the standard. How do you do it? How do you win at Ohio State? And what is the expectation level at Ohio State? You are learning about this. It will inform you as an Ohio State fan going forward. Nadine Mazaral last week, awesome. Women's hockey coach, national champion. Kevin McGuff, women's basketball last week. Awesome. Women's basketball, four seed in the Big Ten tournament. We're going to start with Tom Ryan. Big Ten wrestling championship, Big Ten wrestling tournament this coming weekend. Ohio State currently ranked sixth in the nation in wrestling. But guess what? Three of the five teams ahead of them, Big Ten teams. Penn State's unanimous number one. Iowa's number two. Nebraska's number four. It's rough, man. Like if you think these other, if you think Big Ten men's basketball is rough, wrestling's rougher. Okay, this is as, about as tough as it gets. This is the best wrestling conference in the country, and Ohio State's trying to compete and win at a super high level here. And Tom Ryan has done that. 2015 national champion, national championship, first wrestling team title in Ohio State history. Since then, in the nation, third, second, second, second. Then the COVID year wiped it out, ninth and then 13th. So a tiny bit of a step back the past two years. They were Big Ten champions in 15, 17, and 18. They compete in the toughest conference at a high level. And Tom Ryan's not from here. He wrestled at Iowa, was a two-time All-American at Iowa. He's from New York. He was the head coach at Hofstra before he came here. Ty Tucker is the opposite. Ty Tucker is from Zanesville. He played tennis at Ohio State. He's a Buckeye through and through. So these are examples here, right? Some people have connections to Ohio State when they become head coaches. Some have no connections. That does not define whether you win or not. How you build a program, how you go about it, how you establish a culture, that's what it is. So you're going to learn. You're going to like it. (laughs) I'm not saying it like you're going to learn and you're going to like it. I'm saying, hey, you're going to learn, and I think you're going to like it. These are two really good coaches letting you in on how you they do it at the university for the athletic program that you care about. And this will inform you as a football fan, inform you as a basketball fan. And when we get to Ty Tucker in the second half, he has a Ryan Day tennis story at the end that will tell you a little something. But to start it off, it's Tom Ryan 
national champion, head coach of the Ohio State Wrestling Buckeyes. We recorded this last week. I'm dropping it to you here on Wednesday. The Big Ten champion, Big Ten tournament, wrestling tournament is this coming weekend. Then they'll move on to the NCAAs. I am in Indianapolis. I was talking to NFL coaches and GMs on Tuesday. Zach Harrison will speak as the players start to talk on Wednesday. Then we'll have more Ohio State guys Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nathan will get here and we'll start doing combine Buckeye talks. But for now, I wanted to get this in. Let's talk with Tom Ryan, wrestling coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Joined by Tom Ryan, head coach of the wrestling team at Ohio State. Tom, I always ask this. Where's your ring? Where's your national championship ring? Do you, I would wear it. I would wear it every day. Do you wear it every day? I don't wear it. I've got it in my, I've got it in my office. Uh, it's on my desk. It's a little big. You know, the student athletes design it. Mine would be a little bit smaller. You know, they like these big honking things. But uh, maybe the next one we get, we'll make it. I'll, I'll design it. It'll be a little bit smaller and I'll wear it around. So, I mean, when you're, it's one mm-hmm. of those things, Tom. You win one, you're a national championship coach for the rest of your life, right? I mean, it's one of those things. When you have that in your career and people, I think people know Ohio State men's wrestling won this national championship in 2015. Just awesome. What does it do? What did it do for you? Did it change anything? You've been here for 17 seasons now as the head coach of Ohio State Wrestling. Is there anything different post the national championship as opposed to what you were trying to do before that national championship? Well, one, I mean, not no pun intended, but I see it. Is there a monkey behind you? It kind of takes the monkey off your back a little bit, per se. So a uh, little monkey off my back. Um, you know, I knew we could win here. There's a special, special state, special institution. You know, it's it's one of the premier, like I said, wrestling states. So so it's certainly, you know, coming here, uh, we've been second five times as well, which which is 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 good but painful, right? We want to win multiple championships here because we can. And um, so certainly, you know, there was a great joy, right, and satisfaction for so many our alumni. Uh, we have so many great alumni. The fan base is tremendous. Um, uh, so there was, yeah, it was a great, great day. I would say that uh, a great three days, but, you know, life goes like this. So we win it in 15 and we're raising the trophy. You know, we had a student athlete named Logan Steber. Um, Kyle Snyder was on that team as well. Bo Jovis had a great team, a great group of guys. So we win it. It's about, I don't know, maybe 10, 30, 11 p.m. We're on ESPN and we're hoisting the trophy and Steber's on TV talking about his fourth title, only the fourth man to ever win four NCAA titles. Uh, so we have the celebration, 6 a.m., we're on the bus, leaving St. Louis, heading back to Columbus. We get home. There's some people in the in the parking lot. We celebrate a little bit. Everyone goes their own way. I take the trophy. I head home. I get to my house. And uh, it was a, it was, a, it was, it was quite a bit of snow on the ground when we left. When I come back, there's no snow on the ground. I got a couple dogs. I go to let them out and they won't go out. <clears throat> so I look in the yard and I can see the reason why they don't go out is because the snow had melted and uh, their crap was all over the, the backyard. So I got to go out there and start digging, start cleaning. So, so, you know, you go from like, I want the world to know, right? People to know that, right? Life is like this. You go from this to this in an instant, Right. In this life, shoveling, he's shoveling. I'm shoveling, I'm shoveling, man. It had to be, I don't know, four or five hours, three giant black bags. It was a long winter. It was a lot of snow. So, you know, uh, then you're right. Then you're just back at it. You're back at it again. Right. So, 
So in the midst of that, right, in the midst of that, I think it's critically important that, you know, we never have perfect balance, but I have balance, right? I, my marriage matters, my kids matter, my community matters, my friends matter, my family matters. And it's easy to lose sight of that uh, if you don't have the right perspective. But, you know, you got to remember that you're going to be doing this someday. Uh, so, so I really hold on to that. You know, that's, that's critically important for me and my student athletes. We want to win. Better. So I think this, yeah. this is a lesson for fans. It's, it's nice to show up in the parking lot after a team wins a national championship, but also maybe go to the coach's house and shovel his dog crap <laughs> in his backyard for the guy. Come on, give the guy a break. You know, I was joking. Coach, Help out. coach, uh, coach Meyer was here at the time because they won it the same year, right? Mm-hmm. They won it in, in January and then we won it in March. Correct. So I think it might have been the first university ever to do that when wrestling and football. Most people don't look at that stat. So wrestling and football, but, uh, but um, so with Coach Meyer, it's like Coach, he had someone do that for him. He didn't go out. <laughs> wrestling coaches clean up their own mess. Football coaches, not that's so a good. <laughs> oh, that's such a good lesson. You should have had Urban. I want it's a it's a character building exercise. Right. Come over and help he, me shovel this he stuff. Might, Urban. He might have Coach might have. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 Tom, this idea, I'm I'm fascinated by this because we're having this discussion with a bunch of successful head coaches at Ohio State, and I'm I'm curious about the standard, the expectations at Ohio State generally, right? You're a member of this athletic department. You're a very successful member of it. But what's it like to be a head coach at Ohio State? What are the standards? What are the expectations? What are the resources? Should Ohio, Does Ohio State feel like it should be good at everything? Yeah, it's, it's really a blessing. My life changed the day that Gene Smith called me. I had a great life, great family, great home life, uh, great people in my life, great coaches around me, great teammates. I've been really blessed. You know, I know a lot of people uh, don't have the role models and the examples in their life that I had throughout my entire life. Uh, when Gene called, I was very happy at Hofstra. I had a number of opportunities to leave Hofstra during my 11-year tenure there and just felt like it was a bigger calling. And um, when Gene called me on that Saturday morning, actually Heather Light called me. Uh, uh, she was the associate at the time in charge of wrestling. She's now the AD at Pitt. But when she called me, there was a quite a celebration. My wife is from Bloomington, Indiana. So like you and your wife, you know, Columbus is mm-hmm. a lot closer than New York from a family standpoint for her. Um, and I knew that it was a chance to really have an impact, make an impact. Um, I was going through some real struggles at that time in my life. Uh, you know, we had a family tragedy just a year before. And I really felt like, I really felt like God wanted me here. Being in this department, incredible. Gene's a great leader. Uh, all the, the people that he surrounds himself with. I've got an associate AD right now named Heather Like. My former, uh, uh, not Heather, like, sorry, uh, Carrie Hoyt. Carrie was the um, women's gymnastics coach. Now she's an associate AD. She's fantastic. TJ Sheldon. And then all the coaches, we're close. We're friends. We're going through, mm. you know, there, there's, a, there's an element of stress, right? But we talk about, you know, the opposite of stress is boredom, right? Give me, mm. you, you know, stress is a gift, right? And it's, it's, it's how we look at it. And, and I can't imagine you know, living a life where you, where you aren't under some sense of, I don't want to call it pressure, but stress is the word, right? So, so we're really close. We meet, you know, as, as, as coaches, I've got a lot of great friends there. And I think that the underlying thing, and I'm getting long-winded here, but the underlying theme, I think, uh, is that everyone is grateful. You know, every single person that's coached at Ohio State, 
every every head coach that I know, they were somewhere before here where you didn't have the resources. You didn't have the support. You know, our our facility staff is out of this world what they do. These people are amazing. Uh, they're setting the mats up, then they're setting the gymnastic uh you know, set up, up, then it's volleyball. And it's just day in and day out. These there's 36 sports. So we're just around so many people. I I this is a sense I have. And I would argue, I would say that my peers feel the same way. We're just blessed. We're grateful, you know, and when you're at a place where there's pure gratitude, you know, a lot of good things happen. And that's, that's the way it is in our department. Tom, you look at the, the history of Ohio state wrestling. They, they weren't doing this before you got here. You're talking about, again, a national championship, mm-hmm. five runner-up finishes. You're constantly there. Should Ohio, what should Ohio state wrestling be? We should be, is the recruiting, you should be this good. You seem like you're really good. Why are you this good? You could be better. You know, it's you know the the. I think when I when I when I, I know when I got the job here, um, the goal was pretty simple, right? That that Buckeye Nation, they people should wake up every morning thinking we have a shot, right? We have a shot to win it. You know that, and that that's just the way. You know, with the great wrestling state, the resources we have, the full allotment of coaches, uh, we have a strong Olympic program. You know, we, we know some of these things weren't here at the time. We put them here. But the reality is our donor base is fantastic. You know, our alumni support is is, is great. Um, you know, our season tickets, we sell out all of our season tickets every year. I mean, there's just a, there's an interest. And it should simply be, look, there's never – I don't guarantee – right? we never guarantee anything, right, from a recruiting standpoint. We never tell a young man, we guarantee you four titles, right? That's been done four times in history. We don't guarantee national champions. But we guarantee we're going to love you. We're going we're gonna to hold you to the highest standard, which likely you're holding yourself to, and you better be holding yourself to. But, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the underlying thought is we should have a shot every year at a title. So this idea with, with the way you go about this, we, you talk about Ohio being a wrestling state. You're recruiting philosophy. You're recruiting mm-hmm. strategy. How much can you lean on Ohio? How much do you go out and have to find these special wrestlers around the country? And when you do leave Ohio or the surrounding states, what's the Ohio State wrestling program? What's that like when you're taking that out into the world? Yeah, well, the good news for us is we've had some really special young men come through here. You know, we had an Olympic champion as a sophomore, Kyle Snyder, that won three titles. Um, you know, he's now you know, arguably at his age, he's the greatest wrestler of all time, uh, greatest American wrestler of all time, was the youngest to an Olympic gold medal. You have a guy like Kyle. We've had three freshman national champions. Most, you know, most most teams don't have any national champions, right? So we've got three that won it as a freshman. Nate Tomasello won it as a freshman. Uh, Miles Martin won it as a freshman. Logan Stever won it as a freshman. Kyle Snyder was in the finals as a true freshman and then won three. So I say that not to be boastful, just that when you go out on the road and you leave the state uh, or you stay in state, a, a young person, the most valuable thing they want, the guys that I'm looking with, most valuable, the most valuable thing they want is they want to know that you can help them develop. Look, they want a great education. Okay. They want to know they're loved, right? They want to know they're going to be cared for. They, they want to know they're going to be in a great environment. They want to know the facilities are great. They want to know they're going to have the academic support. They want to know the nutrition plan is there. They want to know the strength coach. But the bottom line, the number one thing that a that a that a psychotically motivated person wants is they want to know that they can be developed. Because they poured their life on this and their family, many, many of these families, right? They don't go on vacation. They go to wrestling tournaments. They can't afford a vacation and 
wrestling clinics and camps and tournaments that are all across the country. So they want to know you can develop them. And when I can, you know, show the resume of the, of the, of the men that have been here and what they've done, it builds some trust, right? It builds some trust. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do is build trust. What's it like being a wrestling program in the Big Ten? This is the place to be, right? Great, awesome, highest level competition. Also, are you kidding me? This is what your daily life is in your conference? What's it like? Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, there are a lot of really tough, special, motivated, highly motivated, passionate men that get buried in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. The Big Ten, this is true. I said this after the Olympics. The Big Ten is the third toughest country in the world in the sport of wrestling, the Big Ten. If you take all the countries in this world that wrestle, and wrestles a national, you know, wrestling is a national sport in Iran, the Russians are, are say, they are so committed to the sport of wrestling. I believe the hundreds of countries wrestle, right? It's for every shape and size. And this past Olympics, the, the U.S. Uh, was represented by the Big Ten plus one other man out of another conference. And we... Uh, we were second in the Olympics, but, but, uh, you know, the big 10, you know, for lack of a better term, it is, it is one of the, it would be a premier country in the world. It is where the toughest men come. All the teams are fully funded. It's in a kind of a, uh, you know, Charlie hustle part of the world. Uh, mm -hmm. and, um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's just a great, it's a great, you know, it's a lot, it's where the studs come to challenge themselves. If I'm looking at this right, Tom, I think the last 15 years of, of wrestling national champions, it's three programs. It's a lot of Iowa. It's a lot of Penn State recently. And it's you guys. Do you feel like you are – when you have Penn State and Iowa right here, and you know Iowa intimately, yeah. obviously, and, and Penn State, we know how good Penn State is. When they are in your conference like that, and again, you're, go, you're right there with Penn State on the national championship level – how do you how does Ohio State stack up there? How are you motivated by that? How do your wrestlers face that challenge every year, knowing the best programs are on your schedule and you're going to have to go right through them? But you guys are right there. Where are you with Iowa and Penn State right yeah, now? Yeah, you know, in nine in two thousand nine, I thought we were going to win. We were we were way ahead, and there were some things that occurred in the term that had never occurred before. Um, we lost by four points to Iowa nine and eighteen. We were trying to be the Penn State team that had five returning national champs. And for the viewers, there's only 10 weight classes. So they had five returning champions, and we ended up losing by, by four or five points. Uh, in 18, that was in Cleveland. I, I really thought we were going to win there. Listen, Penn State, right now, and I can say this, look, we want we want, we know we can beat them. We believe we can beat them. We believe one of the, we're one of the few schools that can. But you could look, if you look at what they've done, you would say that that is the best college program in any sport right now. Mm -hmm. In any sport, Penn State wrestling seems to be the most dominant team. So that's what we're up against. And you go to Iowa for a very long time, you would say you had, you had, you had Iowa wrestling. I think it was Yale golf, UNC women's soccer, maybe won nine in a row. So, so these, you know, really it should be it, from a national ranking standpoint, Penn State's one, Iowa's two. I think we're three. We should be three. Uh, we had some couple guys out or we would be three, but but and that's not an excuse. It's just the way it was. We lost without all our horses in. But um, yeah, I mean, they're they're they do a great job, and we got to beat them. Tom, when when you got here and you've built this program like this, <clears throat> what, what did what did you have to do? Was it culture? Was it getting after it in recruiting? Was it 
Again, you guys have built this Olympic training model here at Ohio State, which is fantastic. And we know, I'm sure, is a draw for people. Was it was it resources? What was it that it wasn't this before and it is this now? What What was the key to building what Ohio State wrestling has become? Yeah, so I would say the number one thing is that no wrestling coach can climb any higher than the man or woman above him wants to go. You cannot. Okay. And so it started with Gene. And quite honestly, I met with Gene. He hired me. We talked about what was needed to make us a national power. And he delivered on those promises. We need uh, more, 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 more money for staff. Uh, we got it. We had the number of scholarships. We needed a new facility. That took some time. But we got a new facility. It's now the nicest in the country. Um, you know, we needed to build trust. And, and, and I went around and looked for the best assistant coaches I could find. Uh, I got two guys from Ohio that were Ohio legends, Tommy Rollins a legend in Ohio, Joe Heskett, a wrestling legend in Ohio. Because my concern was I'm an out-of-state guy, I'm a New York guy, I'm an Iowa guy, and and I wanted to make sure I had Ohio guys on staff. Um, and then I hired Lou Roselli, who's now the head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, Joe Heskett eventually left and took the head job at West Point. But all oh, these were great men, great men, great character, uh, incredible knowledge. And they were men that when you walk in a living room, a student-athlete, their family – has a sense of trust. I can entrust my child uh, with you. Uh, we had to build an Olympic program. There really wasn't one. So that required a lot of uh, donor support, going out and, and meeting people and creating friendships and sharing our vision. Uh, so you know, this some of the things, and of course, you assess, you assess your lineup, you assess your roster, and what are our needs and how much money do we have to go out and get people. So um, yeah, and then early on, you know, you know, there were some really good guys in the room when I came here. We grabbed a couple of good recruits and kind of right out of the blocks. I think we were in ninth on my first year and then second, second, uh, and then maybe five, six, you know, and then, and then we were back in the hunt again with a couple of really big recruits, uh, which really helped. So what is it like then, Tom, you've, you've been, you're approaching two <laughs> decades here at Ohio state and you keep doing it like this. How do you God, I'm a knock on wood, but like, how do you sustain it? Yeah. Right? Because there's one thing climbing the mountain and now you're sustaining it. And obviously you've been so close to another national championship. We know that is motivating for you and everybody who's part of your program. But listen, man, I don't know. I mean, sometimes yeah. you hit a bump. I don't know. How do you how do you keep it going? Yeah, I feel I mean, number, I think I think a couple of things. Number one is God is the center of my life. I believe that's incredibly important that I'm centered. There's, there's, there's never like I said, there's never perfect balance. Because it's hard to have perfect perfect balance. The Big Tens are coming up, so I'm really focused more on the Big Tens and calling mom and talking to her for an hour, or spending you know having a, a, a you know couple dinner nights with, with my wife Lynn. So God centered, and then really I think the the, the problem that I, I believe occurs with most leaders is that they lose sight of themselves, right? It's it's you're always other focused, and you really lose sight of making sure that you're core centered. And uh, you know I do a lot of things. I I I. I Number one, I, I deeply love this. I deeply love this. And, and, and I will stop doing it as soon as I feel like I can provide the energy and the wattage that young people need uh, to be around. Uh, you know, I think I'm a better coach now than I was 10 years ago. I'm older, but I think I'm better. I think I have a little more wisdom. I've been around a lot of great people at Ohio State that I've learned from. So, you know, and I think as much as, as we have done, we can do more. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not happy we've won one title. I'm not happy we're second five times, you know, 
Um, so I think there's more to be done. When you have uh, other coaches at Ohio State who want to win a national title, do they go talk with Tom? I just talked with Nadine Mazeral. She's, <laughs> She's got a national title. No, do they, do they come over? They say, hey, Gene, send him over. Hey, you want to win a title? Go talk to Tom. Go talk to Nadine. They'll tell you how it's done. Yeah, Nadine's special. Nadine's, what, she, what she's done is amazing. I've kind of followed from afar, you know, initially. Because we went through a couple coaches, our, our, our women's ice yep. hockey team, a couple coaches. And then I, I'm, I'm following. I'm like, whoa, this team's in the final four a couple years ago. I'm like, how could that? Like, even I was like, wow. that's you know, And I, and I, I saw their facility. Their facility was similar to ours when I got here. You know, it's not the greatest facility in the world, but you know, when you got a great coach and you've you've got a great institution and and you can rally people and fire them up and help them see your vision, you know, lightning strikes and it's not magic; it's hard work, right? And uh, she's a rock star, so super happy. And so, yeah, she's she's good. She's a tough cookie. Are there similarities, Tom? If if I'm sure you've had it, you've had there's a. a gymnastics coach or a swimming coach or a soccer coach or a baseball coach or a football coach or a basketball coach. How much is, what are the lessons of coaching is program building strategy relationships, all those things, how applicable is it across? I mean, it's human beings. I think whether you're running a a software company or a law firm or no matter what you're, what what you're running, connection matters. People matter. You know, uh, building deep connections and deep trust are critically important. And you do that by being an example. You got to share truth and love, right? You got to communicate with people and share openly and honestly with them. Even if it hurts them a bit, it's not intended to. It's not done in a belittling way. It's just, look, here's the truth. I love you. And then hopefully you receive it the way I'm sharing it, with love. Uh, and then you got to embrace the tough stuff, right? Embrace pain and suffering. So there's going to be tough times and you got you to stand firm in those. So, uh, you know, I think those are probably three the the, the, the traits of a, of, a, of a really strong leader. And um, any of the teams I've been around that have won, you know, I was really blessed to have an amazing wrestling coach and one of the best of all time. This guy was a tremendous leader, held us to the highest standard um, and did it in a way that was was uh, never belittling. I would imagine schools have tried to come and get you, Tom, right? Job offers come in. Why are you still here? Why just, why have you decided to stay at Ohio State for as long as you have? Yeah, I, well, I'll never, you know, there's, there's, there's no, there's, there's no way I'd leave here. I love it here. I, I am really grateful. You know, I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, really enjoying my time at Hofstra. I'm, I'm from that region, uh, from Long Island initially. You know, I went to University of Syracuse, then to Iowa, then to Indiana University to coach, and then back to Hofstra. And I was there for 11 years, had a lot of great relationships. My family's out there. But, uh, you know, the fact that Gene believed in me, you know, I, I feel I have obviously my children are here. Two are here. One is, uh, you know, one is out in Portland. My daughter went out to Lake Oswego. Hopefully she'll come back at some point. But, um, you know, I'm, <laughs> real, I'm rooted here. I love this community, you know, so uh, my wife and I are real happy here. So, um, yeah, not going anywhere until Gene says it's time to go. But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Uh, Tom Ryan, fascinating. I just, it's not easy. And to build something and to sustain something. And I know, I know you want more, but, but to do this consistently over time, when you are in the toughest conference, when you are surrounded by the toughest teams, um, I'm just fascinated about how people go about it. So thanks so much for sharing your knowledge on this with, with us here on Buckeye Talk. Yeah, hey, thanks. And, you know, shout out to my assistant coaches. These guys are rock stars now. So, you know, the Jordan family name, Bo Jordan, his dad was a legendary coach at St. Paris, won like 18, 19 state titles in a row. Bo wrestled for me 
Jay Jaggers wrestled for me, won two titles, Logan Stever. So I'm just surrounded with a lot of great people. Really fortunate. So thanks for having me on. Tom Ryan, Ohio State Wrestling, chasing more championships. Thanks again for your time on Buckeye. Thank you. All right, thanks to Tom Ryan for that. Now we'll get to Ty Tucker, men's tennis. Ty Tucker, the resume, uh, pretty darn good. National Coach of the Year in 2009, men's tennis coach of the year. 15-time Big Ten men's tennis coach of the year. He's the all-time winningest men's tennis coach, both at Ohio State and in the Big Ten, all-time. Again, he played here, and let's – so he's his first year is like 2000, right? Let's go from – their national outdoor finish. So there's indoor tennis and there's outdoor tennis. I'm not an expert on this. But outdoor tennis is kind of like the big thing, right? Here's Ohio State's national finish in men's tennis outdoors, the NCAA championship since 06. Quarterfinals, quarterfinals, quarterfinals. So that's like making the Elite Eight. Quarterfinals, quarterfinals, quarterfinals. 2009, national runner-up. 2010, quarterfinals. 2011, semifinals. That's like the final four. 2012, quarterfinals, 13, semifinals, final four again, 14, quarterfinals, 15, round of 16, that's the Sweet 16, 2016, quarterfinals, 17, semifinals, another final four, 2018, national runner-up again, they've been the national runner-up tight twice with Ty Tucker outdoors, 2019, quarterfinals, 2020, wiped out, 2021, round of 16, last year's semifinals, and 2022, made the final four again, currently, men's tennis rankings, Ohio State, fourth in the nation. TCU, one. Texas, two. Michigan, three. Ohio State, four. So again, this is a sport, as Ty and I talk about, heavy in the South, obviously. But somehow, he has established this dominant program that has clearly been, clearly been the best team in the Big Ten, basically, since he got here. So you'll, again, we did this interview last week. You'll hear him reference a Notre Dame match. They've already won that. They won Notre Dame in their most recent match. We are dropping this to you on Wednesday. They have a match at South Carolina on Wednesday. Then the next Wednesday, they're at Central Florida. Then it's home on Sunday, March 19th against Michigan. That one should be really interesting, right? That should be fun. And then uh, they go. They keep playing through April. End of April is the Big Ten tournament. Then we get in the NCAAs. So this is a super long season. They started playing in October And they're playing until the end of April. So there's a lot left for these guys, but they're winning. They're succeeding at a high level historically and once again this season. Let's get to Ty Tucker, men's tennis coach at Ohio State here on Buckeye Talk. So Ty Tucker, you have been the head coach of Ohio State tennis since men's tennis since 1999. You now oversee both programs. You're the head of the men's tennis program. My main question, Ty, is why should Ohio State be good at tennis because you are. And as an outsider, there's a part of this to me that almost doesn't make sense that Ohio State is a huge national contender every year in tennis. Why does that make sense, Ty? Ohio State is Ohio State. I mean, you can listen to anybody in the SEC bias and everything that uh, people say, but uh, at the end of the day, there's nobody that's ever going to say they can hate Ohio State. They can say whatever they want. There's nobody that's ever going to say it's not a top three athletic department in the nation. Yeah. Well, what we have at Ohio State is uh, second to none. Uh, you know, the resources, I mean, Gene Smith puts a lot into it. I mean, 36 sports keeps it going. And, uh, you know, we have an opportunity, an unbelievable opportunity to uh, play anybody we want 
schedule anybody we want, the best facilities in the country in most of the sports. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, people think tennis is a, an outdoor sport. So, you know, you hear it all the time. How in the world can Ohio State play? You know, they're, they're, they're an indoor school, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we on the men's and women's side, we continually, uh, you know, knock at the door and, and, and compete for championships. Ty, looking at the the powers that be in, in men's college tennis, the last, what I would call, I guess, cold weather national champion is Illinois in 1960. You guys played for the national championship in 09 and 18. You've been in the semifinals. You've been right there. No, nobody else up in this part of the country is contending like this. It, is, is it any more difficult here, right? You're saying, hey, we're Ohio State. Nobody, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be held back from anything. But what is it? How is it different trying to to win at the highest level in the top half of the country as opposed to you look at a lot of the other powers, Virginia, USC, schools in the South? Is it different for you? I mean, obviously it's it's tricky, but uh, what a lot of people don't understand, you know, it's a little bit like track where there's you know an indoor season and outdoor season. Like the indoor season just ended uh, this past weekend. A Monday, this past Monday in Chicago at the National Indoors where we were the top seed. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, people don't, all of the teams play the indoor, all the teams play the outdoors. But, you know, starting now gets a little tricky for us because we'll be, uh, we'll be, uh, practicing indoors and all of a sudden uh, on a Saturday, it could be 50 degrees and we haven't been outside in three months. And that's the rule. If it's above 50, you've got to play outside. So it gets a little tricky for us and, uh, you know, over the next month and a half, practicing indoors with a, with a chance of playing outside. And, and it is a different game. But, uh, you know, the thing that's most most tricky is when you get usually into the uh, final four or five days of the season and when you're in the quarterfinals of the NCAA, you know, they play a Super Regional. And last year we played the Super Regional in Columbus and beat USC, Southern Cal. And then three days later, we're playing Michigan in, 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 in much warmer weather. I mean, it's... It's funny, we, we'll play that Super Regional on a 57-degree day, and then three or four days later, you can be playing the quarterfinals of the NCAA in an 85-degree day. You just haven't you haven't seen that, uh, an 85-degree day in uh, in May in Columbus. So, you know, you've got to uh, handle your business because, uh, you know, if you're not holding serve and taking care of business and keep, keep extending the match, uh, you, you will feel it. And then having to go after playing that quarterfinal, having uh, – to play the next day in the semifinals and then the next day in the finals. Uh, you know, it can get some wear and tear on you if you don't uh, take care of business when you have the opportunity. Ty, you played at Ohio State in the 90s. When you played here, Ohio State, just looking at the records, was about a, maybe a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team. And now you took over in 99 as the head coach, and you guys are the best team in the Big Ten every year now. When When you were a player here, did you think that Ohio State could get to this point where you guys are now that you're the coach? Did you ever imagine a world where Ohio State is the dominant power in the Big Ten and a national contender every year? You know, we've won 17 straight Big Ten championships regular season crowns, so I'm not sure if I ever, you know, envisioned that was going to be the case because it takes a lot of good luck to happen, but just... So I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. That's not luck, Ty. 17 in a row is not luck, man. That's a lot right, of something right, right. else. Right, right. But we lost a match. Let's say we we lost a match to Illinois one year, and then all of a sudden Illinois was a heavy favorite in Minnesota. Minnesota ended up beating Illinois in a 
match that they should, never should have won. So we kind of backed into that that regular season title. But I'm just saying, yeah, which 15 of the 17, we smoked some people. But, uh, you know, it's uh, you got to have a, you got a little luck with it. You stay injury free and things. But, you know, again, like right now, uh, you know, Michigan's ranked three and we're ranked four. We were ranked number one last week Had uh, actually beat Texas uh, two weeks ago for nothing took an injury and lost to Texas 4-3 in a heartbreaker on uh, Sunday night in Chicago. And, uh, you know, after two weeks ago, beating them 4-0. So, you know, anything can happen. The luck didn't go our way. But uh, definitely a team that's uh, in the top five in the country. And, you know, we feel pretty good about this season and beating anybody. But like I said, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Michigan's right there. Last year, uh, you know, they ended up beating us in the uh, big, we won the Big Ten regular season. They beat us in the Big Ten tournament final, and then we beat them in the quarterfinals of the NCAA. So, you know, we're staring down, a, you know, a couple matches with, uh, I still say Michigan, the team up north, if you want. And uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, you know, see how that, that takes place. But uh, we've got uh, Saturday, we have Notre Dame come into town, and then we go on the road and probably going to be forced to play outside uh, a week later against number six, South Carolina. Ty, the when when you took over here, wh- why did you want to be the head coach of of Ohio State tennis? Obviously, Ohio native, played at Ohio State, went and played professional tennis. But d- did you have that in your head? Someday, I wanted I want to be the head coach here. How did it happen? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I guess it's. You know, I was on that middle level playing professional tennis. I was up to 32 in America as as a singles player. And, you know, you just can't make a living, you know. I mean, you're on the road 200 days a year. You might spend sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 a year traveling. And, you know, you can be 32 in America and not be able to, you know, not be able to pay the travel bill. So, you know, I and at that time there wasn't the Internet. So you'd be gone for, you know, Africa. South America, Central America, you'd be gone for 40 days at, at a time and and have no way to keep up with your friends and uh, family and things. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, I, I, I love to compete, wanted to wanted to uh, keep competing. And I thought, you know, this would be a great way to be able to do it because I just, you know, kind of lost the heart to, to go put another year of traveling the world. And uh, t- tough, it wasn't like I was in Paris and London. New York City, I, you know, I was in, you know, yeah, Kanitra, Morocco, and Tunis, Tunisia, and places, which was unbelievable experience because, you know, besides for a couple of soccer games in most of those countries, you know, this was like the biggest sporting event. So you get a lot of, you know, five, six, seven hundred people out there screaming the American guy, and it was, uh, it was, it, it was fun for sure. But uh, I, you know, I wanted to compete, keep competing, and I thought, you know, this is. This is the way to do it. And I loved, uh, you know, the team. I loved Ohio State. There were many opportunities to go other places uh, coming out of the juniors with my national ranking. And, you know, I chose Ohio State and lived uh, with all my friends that graduated from Zanesville High School. And, uh, you know, it was the best time of my life. And uh, to get back to there and have an opportunity to come uh, coach at Ohio State. And, you know, it was a blessing. And it was I was unbelievably lucky as well because came back to Ohio State as an assistant coach, and we went over thirty in the Big Ten, and my in my in my three years as an assistant coach. Yeah, and uh, then uh, got an opportunity from Andy Geiger and uh, made the NCAA the first year, and just kept uh, rolling. And you know, every day that I get up, I think how are we going to get better? And call Justin Cronoggi, who's been a 
huge part of it. And, uh, you know, first call in the morning and, hey, let's get better today. And uh, that's been the focus for, I think you've said, since 1999. It's been great. I mean, get up every day, put on some sweatpants, a V-neck T-shirt, and go to work for the Buckeyes. It's nice. <laughs> but how? What is? what was the key, Ty? Right. I mean, Ohio State had not won a Big Ten tennis championship since 1943. And now, as you said, you guys win it every year. You said you're part of winless Big Ten seasons as an assistant, and then you flip it almost instantaneously, and here you are. What What did you do? How did you – this is kind of the nut of what I'm trying you know, to get at, Ty. Kids, there were a lot of Ohio kids going off and playing other schools, and most of the Ohio kids know how to navigate themselves through some indoors. So, you know, we just uh, – initially put a premium on keeping the Ohio kids home. And then, you know, it was going to be tough because uh, most of the kids in the top 15 in the country, you know, I'd say 10, 11, or 12 of the top 15 come from Florida, California, or Texas. So early on, we weren't going to be able to uh, be able to recruit those Florida, California, Floridians, Californians, and Texans to come. Uh, you know, we just didn't have enough name recognition in the tennis. So, you know, I had to go outside and, uh, you know, spend a good amount of time in Europe and find some uh, – darn good Europeans that could uh, compete with some of these Floridians and Texans and Californians. And, you know, all of a sudden, 2013-14 with Chase Buchanan and Blas Rola. Blas Rola was a Slovenian who won the NCAA tournament, and he and Chase won a doubles title and played on the same team, and we were right up there. Uh, but all of a sudden, it kind of flipped in 2014-2015 in, in where we had won at a high level, and and the American kids, uh, you know, from Florida, Texas, and California were starting to take a look. And, you know, now today we sit with uh, nine Americans and, and a guy from Japan on the team. And and uh, we're able to, you know, recruit anybody that we want due to, uh, you know, what you were talking about earlier on. We've we've won some tennis matches. It, it sounds a lot like football, Ty. I mean, this is like, right, you, you focus in your backyard, but then you've got to go out there into the, the, the South and the Southwest and get some top guys. And how, how difficult, how would you describe recruiting your time spent on it, the resources you guys have? And it sounds like what you're talking about now is you believe you have the ability to basically go recruit almost any player in the country that you guys have interest in. I mean, we can, we can recruit anybody that uh, we have interest, anybody who follows uh, tennis knows that uh, Ohio State is, has been a program what spent time in the top five in the country in 16 straight years. Yep. And, you know, we've got tons and tons. I mean, what people don't know, we, we played in seven national indoor finals Yep. in the time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're known in the tennis. I mean, we're, we're a Coca-Cola, we're a Pepsi, we're, we're a McDonald's in the, in the tennis game. So, you know, with people, people know you get an opportunity. We have professional tournaments on campus. We have beautiful tennis facility. We have, you know, the name of Ohio State. I mean, Gene Smith, it, 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 it's okay if we want to fly out to UCLA and play UCLA and then fly home. There's no stipulation that we have to play two matches if we're going to get on an airplane. So, you know, we have the opportunity of a of a lifetime for these guys to to chase it big time. I, you know, every year there's all Americans. Every year there's guys fighting for Player of the Year in the Big Ten. I mean, there's a lot of good things can happen at Ohio State. And Ohio State takes care of it. 
student athletes, like, I mean, like I said, that people can say whatever they want, but no one's ever going to say that we're not a top three athletic department in the country. So along those lines, Ty, when, when you're talking about that, because we're, we're talking about your team, but I'm just also interested in what you're saying about the athletic department. How would you describe the standard at Ohio State? I don't know if, if we would say it applies to every single sport, but the expectation level, the resources that you're provided or that maybe sometimes, you know, you have to push for a little bit. What do you think is the standard for Ohio State athletics? I think every coach knows in all 36 sports that uh, you've got to win or you're going to have trouble keeping your job. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, they're not telling you you've got to win Big Ten championships every year, but uh, they know that they're putting some serious resources into the uh, collegiate athletic game and uh, they want to see uh, student athletes have positive student athlete experiences. And everybody knows uh, playing time and, and winning. Uh, is one of the keys to having a positive student athlete experience. What's it like to live with that? Do you like that? Do you feel that pressure? What do you, what's it like? I put more pressure on myself than, uh, than, than Gene Smith or Mike Penner, or my direct boss, uh, can put on me. I mean, it's well, I wake up every day and I, I try, I mean, I'll sound like a weirdo, but I've been here the last, last six Christmases, you know, in this building. So, what? You know, it's, it's Christmas you know, time. What are you doing? I know. Yeah, it's, you know, you just can't get enough. You know, there, there's rules like in tennis that on, on a holiday period, as long as uh, guys ask for uh, practice or things like that, you're allowed to practice with them unlimited time. So, you know, you get some international guys that stay or don't go home, or you get some guys from Columbus that are here that are, that are into the tennis and go out and sneak in an hour or two on Christmas to make sure that nobody's out working us. Uh, Guys have bought in, so they like to, uh, you know, volunteer their time and sometimes and uh, come out and get better. But you know, that's 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 truly what it is. I mean, I figure that I'm going to have plenty of time to rest at some point. Want to give it everything I have, and I think that those who uh, those who work the hardest will, uh, will will get the most luck. So you know, trying to uh, do everything possible we can to uh, grab that uh, NCAA title. You guys have been right there. So often, how, how much do you think about that outdoor title, Ty? I mean, you guys, you guys are a, a championship level program, as you've said a million times. How much do you think about that? It would mean, uh, I mean, it would mean everything. Just you know, to, to all the student athletes that have ever played here, we go out and play in places like Chicago last week in the national indoors and see ten, twelve guys coming back to coming to Chicago to watch and support you from past teams, you know, it means everything, you know, it's, it, you know, it sounds weird to say it's a family, but, uh, you know, these guys are reaching out to these guys that are on the team, guys that were on the team 16, 17 years ago when the streak started with the big 10 championships and talking to these guys and being resources and just mean everything, uh, for, for these guys to be able to hold that trophy, uh, above their head for, you know, the past, the present, the future, everybody involved. Because it's a lot of it's a lot that's been put into uh men's tennis, women's tennis at Ohio State, all sports. I mean yep. you know, there's just it's it, it, it's it's what you play for. It's what you it's what you do. It's why you don't mind, you know, where our, our days off our day off in tennis is Monday from you know, you only allowed practice six days a week. We take Monday off. So we're we're here every Saturday morning and every Sunday morning we have practice when we're not competing and, uh, you know, just, it, it, it would, 
would mean the world. But uh, at the same time, uh, you know, if it doesn't happen, not going to be sad because you know you gave it everything. And you know, when I'm looking at a looking at a board in the locker room right now that uh, you know says everything that's been accomplished at Ohio State, but it's you know it, it, it certainly would be the uh, you know icing on the cake. But you know, I'm looking at the board. It says two national titles, 34 Big Ten championships. Eight national finals appearance, 17 final four appearance, 50, 52 All American selections. I mean, we've had a nice run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a good nice run's a good way to say that, Ty. Um, how often do other schools express interest in you? I mean, I've had some. I might, might have got a little bit old, but yeah, I've had some opportunities to, uh, you know, go to some some other schools, but it was never even a was never even a. A thought. I mean, it was, you know, how lucky can I be? I live in Pickington, Ohio. It's forty forty minute drive from Saint So Two guys that graduated high school live in the same subdivision. So, I mean, who could be who could be living it better than me? But so, as a college tennis coach, yeah, I, I, a lot of people living better than me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, college tennis coach. That, but I guess Ty, to me, if you didn't feel like you had what you needed and you didn't have the ability to compete at the highest level, then a guy like you, in my mind, would, would, would maybe think about going somewhere else. So, But it's it, it sounds like what you're, des- you're describing here is you believe you have what you need here at Ohio State, and it's your home. So when other people... To, I can read it again to you if you want me to. Yeah. I mean, the board, right? Yeah. What else yeah. do you need? Yeah. You got the board, man. We, we've got it. I mean, it just comes down to an inch here, inch there. You look at that football game. What do we win that football game against Georgia? Ninety-five percent of the time, you you play that game out from from where from where Harrison got hit. I mean, we win yeah. that game ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's no one. Nineteen out of twenty times that we win that game. Yep. You know, and then all of a sudden, something goes, something bad happens that you can't control. I mean, we've been in that situation. Injury, sickness, illness, a call, you know, you can't can't complain, you can't cry about it. I mean it's just it's sports, but we've had we've had our opportunities and I believe we'll have some some more opportunities, whether we're in the north, whether we're in the south, east, west. I mean, I think if you every day you're you know, you find guys where tennis is their fun part of the day, you can't go wrong. And that's that's the whole thing about it. Can I can I find guys that when practice is over they're sad because because their fun time of the day just ended, or are you going to get a bunch of guys that are happy that tennis just ended so they can go play PlayStation? You're not going to you're not going to chase titles if that's if that's what you're bringing in. Ty, I'm just fascinated by this idea. Again, Ohio State last won a Big Ten title in '43 before you got here. How much do you think tradition or at least it, say before I was born? Yeah. Okay. I got here. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Was that something to overcome? Is there, I mean, you know, you, you look at, you know, blue bloods in different sports, right? Whether it's it's baseball or, or basketball or football or whatever. Was there something that you had to overcome that you are, you've now established that Ohio State is that consistent kind of program, but were you up against it when you started because there wasn't that history here? You know what I mean? No other place. You can't do this. You can't do that. But like you said, I mean, you said it best. You said basketball, baseball, football. You said all the teams that have to face the schools. That, yeah, I mean, Stanford plays tennis. 
great education for Stanford plays tennis, USC, UCLA, Georgia, Florida. You know, that's not the case in a lot of sports. I mean, everybody plays it. You know, it's a small scholarship sport and everybody plays it. And, you know, Texas, Texas A&M, I mean, there's, there's, they're, they're out there playing it. And, you know, we had to overcome that. Everybody in the SEC plays it. Everybody in the Big 12 plays it. I mean, it's, it's uh, in the pack. I mean, it's, it's not easy. And, uh, you know, in warm weather places, and that's, that's what you were overcoming. You know, everybody's like, you'll never, never be able to play professional tennis uh, coming, from an, coming from an indoor climate. Most of professional tennis is played outdoors. So, you know, when Georgia's recruiting against you and Florida's recruiting against you, and, and uh, you know, that's, that's, what they're, that's what they're saying when UCLA and USC are recruiting against you. So it took a while. And then, you know, we had guys make it into the top 100 in the world and make a million dollars playing professional tennis. And now J.J. Wolf's up to 30, 37 in the world. So he's just a couple spots away from being seated at the Grand Slams. So, I mean, people started to realize that uh, you have an opportunity. I actually think it's you have a better opportunity coming from a, a north because the, the professional game has so much power in it. And playing indoor tennis is much more powerful than playing outdoor tennis. So I think you get schooled much better playing in indoor climate. And if you look back through the years, if the Americans that have done well coming out of college, you look at James Blake came from Harvard, Malibu, Washington came from Michigan, Todd Martin came from Northwestern. But, uh, you know, people are going to use whatever they can to recruit against you because they know they're not going to be able to say, you know, we've got more money, we've got more opportunities than Ohio State, because that would be a flat out lie. We know you have the, the tennis center now. You're talking about that, you know, you guys can fly to where you need to, to fly to play the matches you want to play. What was it like over the course of your career getting the resources that you felt like Ohio State needed, getting the facilities you felt like Ohio State needed to compete at the highest level? What was that process like for you? I, you know, you just have to put a good, you know, good product on the court. I, I mean, I always felt that uh, – everybody cared about Ohio State tennis and wanted to win, even when we were playing in the Jesse Owens West Rec that had four courts on, on Kenny Road. And, you know, then all of a sudden there was a big, strong push that we needed six courts because you have six matches. Sometimes first seven years of my career when, when we were building it and we won the first Big Ten title, you know, we were playing in a four-court Jesse Owens Rec Center. So, you know, a match with, you know, the fifth and sixth singles players would have to, to sit for two hours watching the first four singles players play until a court opened up and they could get on. So matches would take five hours. So, you know, and all of a sudden we started to do really well and compete for titles, made the round of 16. And, you know, they came up with a plan to, uh, Gene Smith came up with a plan to, to get us to Henderson Road at an old tennis center that they, that, uh, they bought and gutted and, and made nice, but it was six miles off campus. And, you know, at that time there wasn't, uh, any appetite to build a beautiful facility on campus. So they were able to get us in a place that had six courts. And we ended up setting the all-time record in those two facilities in the history of college athletics with 200 home wins that spanned, I think, 13 years. Unbelievable. It's still a record in collegiate athletics. And it stopped at 200, but we had match point to win, to win the match against number one Oklahoma when they stopped the streak at 200. Unbelievable. We had team match points, and then we lost one other match against Virginia coming out of COVID, weren't allowed to play, and we lost one other match. But I would say that we're probably 300 and 
300 wins and two losses in the past 20 years at home. And it's been through uh, three different indoor facilities. Yeah. And, and where you guys are now, how do you feel like your facilities match up with the best programs in the country? You know, I think we have the best indoor tennis center in the world. But, you know, if you're talking Texas, Florida, UCLA, USC, those schools that you're competing with, they don't need an indoor, you know, right. because they're outdoors all the time. But, uh, you know, I feel we have, uh, you know, the John Hour Clown flagship at Ohio State can go up against any uh, tennis facility in, in the world. So, you know, but you still got to hold serve when you're serving to it. So what do you, what's your future, Ty? What's the next 10 years look like for you? Is it, is it, you're, you sound like you're a happy man succeeding at the highest level. You going to still be doing this for a while? I mean, you got to, I mean, I mean it's a, it's a good time. It keeps you young. You keep hit, hit the tennis balls, you know, coach day comes out, plays a lot of tennis with us. I mean, it's a, having the time of my life for a guy from Saintsville, Ohio, who grew up a Ohio state Buckeye fan who which Ohio State football means more to me than uh, than it should. I mean, how, how can I? I mean, I'm 50, 50 yards away from heaven, the uh, Woody Hayes facility. So yep. I don't see anything uh, happening. Uh, I like to do do what I'm doing and getting guys better and helping guys realize, uh, you know, that they can, they can have a chance to play tennis at the highest level and putting them in uh, positions to, to play the Texas and the Florida's and the USC's and the, the teams that have Georgia's that have won titles for years and 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 beat them more than than they beat us. I mean that's it's pretty cool. You're teasing this now, Ty. What's what's Ryan Day's game like on the tennis court? You know he just left twenty before you called. I was he was sitting here with me before you called. Ryan Day is a huge forehand, a damn good serve, an average backhand. And uh, competes hard. Good in that game. He's a darn good tennis player and made himself. We started during coronavirus, and he's kept it up. I mean, football season comes. You might get around here once a week. But uh, when he's got uh, he's three or four-day week player when this time of the year. Nice. After Matt Drill's running over here to hit a few balls. But he's good. I mean, a good, darn good forehand and, and can move. And, you know, that's half the battle of tennis. Yeah. Can you actually run? I was a, a very, very... Uh, average high school tennis player with uh, not a big forehand, not a good serve, but I tried hard. So I appreciate high-level tennis, Ty. So thank you so much for for taking time out of your day. I, I remain fascinated by this, Ty. I will say, sometimes when the way you talk about it, I know it's not easy, but you're like, well, you know, you just do this and you do this. It is remarkable. It is remarkable to me. <laughs> not, nothing's easy. No, easy, but, but, but you know what? It's fun. So, I mean, you go through and you know, there's going to be two things that happen every day. That's, you know, that you can't plan for, and you're going to have to drop everything you're doing and, and go take care of that. But, uh, the, the good days far outweigh the bad days. And, you know, how could I, I mean, get to run around with the Blocko and a lot of Nike gear that's in scarlet and gray. I mean, who could be doing better than me? Yeah. I love it. Ty Tucker, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you guys, and we appreciate so much having you here on Buckeye Talk. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. So thanks to Ty Tucker from that. That obviously was not on, not on a podcast platform. I was told that Ty Tucker is not good at sitting still. 
So Nadine Mazzarol, Kevin McGuff, Tom Ryan, we did those interviews. It was on our podcast platform there on their computer, sitting in their office. Ty Tucker, I was doing laps around campus. I don't I don't know what he was doing, but he was on his phone the whole time. And so that's how we had to do it. It was worth it, wasn't it? That guy's that guy's on fire. So there's an there's an idea to this, there's a context to this. We're gonna do something to sort of wrap up the men's basketball season. But while that men's program has had a very difficult season this year, I wanted to highlight the teams playing at the same time that are having very successful seasons at Ohio State. And what can be learned from that? From a fan perspective, from a program perspective, what's the standard? How do you go about it? I know more than I did before I did those four interviews. I hope you do too. If you didn't hear Kevin McGuff and Nadine Muzzerall last week, go back and listen to that. Some of you might have read the column I wrote about the basketball program last week when I went to the Penn State game on Thursday, and it just felt like a shell of itself, that basketball program. And I said I thought they were lost, and then they come out and they they beat Illinois. That's a good win. It's the fourth win in Big Ten. I mean, like, you know, four wins in Big Ten is not acceptable. But that was a good win for the program on Sunday. Uh, last home game, senior night this Wednesday against Maryland, and then they finish up on the road at Michigan State. So they're going to be like the 13th seed in the Big Ten tournament. So it's going to be the worst Ohio State season in a quarter century. But we need to figure out what the deal is. And I wanted to do these interviews to help us do that. So go read my column about the Ohio State program being lost. If you haven't, I've had some people say you're going to podcast about it. I am. I think we're going to bring it to you on Thursday. I think I'm going to watch this last home game on Wednesday night and then do a final sort of what I learned from this process, what we, what we, where we all are in thinking about Ohio State basketball. But for now, and then we'll get into the combine Friday, Friday pod and Saturday pod. We're doing six pods this week because you know I owe you two because we only did three a couple weeks ago when I said I'm going to get them to you. It's going to be a six-pod week. So look for Combine Pods Friday, Saturday, and then a Combine Wrap-Up Monday. And that'll cover all the Ohio State guys here. We're having great coverage here. Go read cleveland.com slash sports for all of our Combine coverage. cleveland.com slash Bengals gets you specific Bengals Combine coverage. cleveland.com slash Browns gets you specific Browns Combine coverage. We have three Browns reporters, three Bengals reporters, Nathan and I will be here, and then we have a rivalry reporter who's going to be here writing about stuff. So we're just swamping the combine, and we appreciate you guys, you know, listening, reading. It makes us able to do stuff like this. So thanks to Tom Ryan. Thanks to Ty Tucker. Thanks to you guys for sticking it out. I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk. <laughs>